And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, we have a series of important, serious issues at hand. Going to be talking about those on the show over the next month, month and a half. So just wanted to scale it back this week and do something a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah, we're still talking nonprofit, not in the way that you might think, though. And we're going to have a little bit more fun on the show. Now, the nonprofit we're talking to on this weekend's show is the Twin Sun Film Foundation. I know it sounds interesting. And it is tied to a fan film and web series project that you can find on YouTube. It's oh, it's one of the coolest things I've seen called Bucketheads. It was a fan film made in 2018, and now there's a new web series. And it's from Transmute Pictures. We're going to be talking about the picture company and the nonprofit. My guest is Marco Bossau. He's an award-winning cinematographer and director. He's based in Vancouver, actually. His passion for science fiction and its larger-than-life stories drove him to take a place behind the camera after a lengthy stint as an editor and camera assistant. Honing his craft in Canada's film industry, he's also a full-fledged member of the ICG 669, an associate member of the S or the CSC, rather, excuse me, and a member of the 501st Legion, which we'll also talk about here in just a bit. So, before we get any further in the program, Marco, welcome to Across the County. It's a pleasure to finally talk to you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So, I know we're going to get the Cliff Notes version, and that's fine. So, tell us first where your love of movies, movie making, and Star Wars actually began. Ooh, a big question. I would say probably since I remember being in this world. Um, I always <laughs> loved movies and loved Star Wars. I mean, my, my, my dad introduced me to, uh, I think, the first one I would seen was Empire Strikes Back when I was eight or so. And uh, from there on, I just watched every piece of Star Wars uh, that I could get my hands on, you know, read the books, watched the cartoons, read the comics, uh, you know, anything Star Wars. Um, and then when I was older, um, I, you know, had a short dip of Star Wars interest, but it quickly rekindled in my 20s. Uh, and then I found about the 501st Legion, which is a costuming organization for Star Wars. I joined them, and ever since then... Uh, I just um, can't stop living, breathing Star Wars. <laughs> Is that also where you, did you get into movie making about the same time where you're like, hey, you know, I, I love everything Star Wars and the Star Wars universe. Maybe I could do this myself, even if it's making fan-made stuff or making a, a low-budget thing on my own that's not even Star Wars related. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the film industry, I feel like you, you find two types of people, the ones that, go in it with uh, like a romantic idea of, of film and filmmaking and they just love the medium of film and want to be a part of the creation of it. And the the other type of individual you find for them, it's just a job and there's nothing wrong with it. That's, that's totally fine. But there's this really palpable passion that some people in the film set display um, and uh, I like to believe that I'm one of them. That's why I um, started working in film, because I love movies. I wanted to make movies, and I found the best way to learn how to make movies is to watch the pros. Yeah, movies really bring people together on so many levels, and it's something that my sons and I, and they're in their 20s now, but we've been watching movies together and talking about them and relating them to life for so long. It's just a tremendous thing that brings people together, like I said. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whenever you uh, 
whenever I meet new people and we discover that we both like movies and Star Wars, uh, that's where the conversation naturally pivots to. <laughs> For sure. So what's it like working, uh, and we'll get to the fan films specifically in the web series a little bit later, but what's, I'm curious, what's it like working on a nonprofit, unofficial fan film that's not for commercial use, obviously. You guys are doing it for fun, but you guys are pouring your heart and souls into this. You guys know you're not making a dollar because, well, one, you can't, and two, that must really just be a whole different drive because everybody that's working on it is doing it for the passion of that they love Star Wars and they want to put out just the best thing that they can possibly make. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's pretty wild. Um, it's it's just um, very exciting of all. I mean, there's times when just asking myself, what am I doing with my life? Like, we have to do some pretty unorthodox and, and crazy stuff sometimes to to um, achieve the results that, that, that we have. Uh, because, like you said, everyone is a volunteer. Um, most of everything that we get to use is donated or borrowed or... Um, rented at crazy discounts. So a lot of it is just uh, um, talking to people, building relationships, building alliances, and um, just kind of inspiring people that the project is worth the time. And for us, it's it's more than a full-time job. I think I probably spent more hours uh, working for uh, this free web series uh, that I'm building with, with, with Andy, who is my co-director, co-producer, co-everything, uh, and, and my real job where I actually make money. So it's it's something that doesn't really appear to be a sane thing to do, but we love doing it. So speaking of Andy, I was just going to ask, where'd you meet your partner in crime, Andy Brown, who's also a director and a CSC associate cinematographer? Where did you guys connect? Naturally, we met on set. Uh, that was back in 2015 on a little short film that was shot here in Vancouver as part of the so-called Crazy Eight Film Festival, uh, which is also um, uh, an event where everyone just comes together as volunteers and produces eight films in six days. Sorry, six six films in eight days. A little confusing there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we just met. We just met on that set. We were both uh, camera assistants on it. Uh, he had just moved into town. I had moved to town a year prior or maybe a couple of years prior. And uh, at the time he was looking for a new roommate. So we had literally just met the day before and he was just like, Hey, uh, do you like, do you need a new roommate? And at the time I was like unhappy with my place and looking to move anyway. So I was just like, you know what? Sure. Let's do it. So we moved in pretty much right away, became roommates, uh, lived together for I think over two years. And just discover that we very much have the same goals and, and ambitions. Like we both wanted to be filmmakers, uh, but entered the film industry as technicians in the camera department. So, and it, it just clicked. Like we just worked together, like with the same person, the same brain almost. Sounds like it's one of those things where life is uh, conspiring to bring you two together, huh? It certainly felt like that, yeah. <laughs> so, other than continuing the nonprofit fam series called Buckethead, season one is out now. There's an episode out. People can check it out. We'll talk about that again a little bit later. What's on the Twin Sun horizons for you? Uh, other projects you guys might be doing or thinking about outside of the Star Wars fan film project? I mean, the Twin Sun Film Foundation, as the name implies, was specifically brought into existence to facilitate the creation of Star Wars fan content, which naturally we're not allowed to profit off of. Correct. We just thought uh, to 
to make that extra clear to to everyone, we're just going to make it official and register the production company behind it as a nonprofit. I guess that was my um, so, question. I wasn't sure if it was if if I knew it was for the Bucketheads, anything you guys did with that and Star Wars fan film content, but I wasn't sure if you guys were using it for other purposes or even if you were allowed to. I didn't know. Well, other, the purpose is still Star Wars fan content, but it's not necessarily limited to just the Buckethead series. Got it. Um, we have a ton of ideas and uh, great ambitions to just keep making Star Wars content because we just love it so much. So uh, we, we currently also have a sister series uh, in production called Tales from the Five of First, which is uh, an anthology series uh, that just chronicles um, the adventures of members from the 501st Legion throughout the Star Wars timeline in specific um, uh, moments that are pretty well known. For example, on Tatooine, uh, during that moment when... Um, uh, um, uh, Obi-Wan and Luke get, get stopped by the Sandtrooper Patrol 4, for example. Like, just showing those moments from a different perspective has been seen before. Um, it, it's a pretty fun series. Uh, so far, there's one episode out called Sec- Checkpoint, uh, and there's many more to come. I was actually going to ask you about that a little later, so it worked out. I actually missed it somehow on your page, and I saw that, and I'm like, whoa, is this a separate series? I wasn't quite sure, so I'm actually going to watch that a little bit later yeah, on tonight. I'm pretty excited. Awesome. Well, I'm sure you'll you if you enjoyed Bucketheads, you will enjoy this one as well. It's a little different. It's uh, technically it, it's really comedic, uh, which was fun for us to try it. Well, that is great. Noah here on Across the County. We're talking with Marco Bossau. He is the uh, one of the creators of this tremendous fan film called Bucketheads. That actually came out in 2018, but there's a brand new web series that they're working on, and we're going to be talking about that again here in just a bit. What's your favorite part, Marco, of the movie-making process? Is there a certain thing that has just always captured your heart that you just really pour your heart and soul into? Favorite part is being on set and actually shooting it, but there's so much that goes into getting to that moment, right? So for for the first episode of Bucketheads that's out, we shot that for three days, um, but about six months of pre-production time went into getting to the point where we could shoot for three days. So it's it's a massive logistical undertaking. Um, and I, as a filmmaker, I, I love every step of it, from just coming up with a story, conceptualizing it, um, then then workshopping it uh, and actually planning how we're going to pull this off to actually executing the plan and then going to the post-production of creating all the visual effects, all the space battles, all that stuff. Um, it's just, it's a really exciting process to go through and it takes months and sometimes years. So there's always something uh, that, that uh, requires our attention that we can work on. Tell us about Transmute Pictures. People can check it out, actually, at transmutepictures.com and what the company is. Absolutely. Uh, Transmute Pictures is uh, mine and Andy's main production company. That's our uh, for-profit arm. And that's just um, any filmmaking that that we do. So we we do spend a considerable amount of our time working on on bucket hits and whatever the Twin Sun Film Foundation is is making. But uh, we also filmmakers for 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 hire, specifically directors of photography. So right now we are working on on another project that is not bucket hits that we just got hired to to shoot. 
um, and that's through transportation. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Give us a sneak peek, or is it too early to uh, spill the beans on that one? Sure thing. I'm happy to. Um, it's, it's a science fiction series called Synthesis that shot entirely in virtual production. So what they did with The Mandalorian, where they basically have a giant LED volume, like basically the studio is just surrounded by LED panels that can project environments and anything you really want onto them. Um, which is a super cool process and, in my opinion, where the film industry is headed as a whole because that technology just enables you to shoot anything in a studio. Like, you don't really need to go to locations anymore. Uh, you can just bring the location to the studio and you can manipulate it into anything that uh, your, your vision requires, right? Well, the Twin Sun Film Foundation, we talked about that already. It's a registered nonprofit, but it's not for a charity. We, you know, we want to point that out. It doesn't do any community work, but was specifically created as a production company uh, for the Buckethead series while satisfying Lucasfilm guidelines. You want to be nice with Lucasfilm of being not for profit. How do you guys attract people or seek people out to work on the project with you? I'm very curious about that. Yeah, I'm curious about that, too. <laughs> uh, basically, the way the conversation you, usually goes, it's just like, hey, we're making a Star Wars fan film, fan series. Here's what we've done so far. Do you want to be a part of it? And 95% of the time, the answer is yes. Um, that process has obviously gotten a lot easier since we actually have something out there that people can watch and get an idea of, of what we're doing and what, we are, what we're trying to pull off. Um, for the short film, it was just a ton of goodwill and asking really nicely. Um, generally, it, it helped us a ton that Star Wars is as popular as it is, and there's just a lot of people that are incredibly passionate about it. Uh, and so are we. So oftentimes it's, it's just asking from one nerd to another, like, hey, do you want to help us out? Uh, but that particular person just uh, happens to have a very particular skill set that we need, uh, be it camera or sound or lighting or acting. Um, so and once you have a certain team attached to it, it becomes so much easier to just expand it and ask additional people to come on board with it. They see that's already like a really qualified team of 50 people, plus they have some equipment lined up, plus they have a good script. That's the other thing. Like uh, we, we have the entire thing written out and our team knows uh, the plan of what we're trying to do and they think it's awesome. Oh, and, and it's, I just want to say in advance, if you guys are listening to this interview and you haven't seen it yet and you check it out on YouTube, it is phenomenal. The story is so fresh and is it's such a unique perspective. And again, we're going to be getting more into that in just a bit. But uh, my, my hat's off to what you guys have done so far. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you so much. really appreciate that. So what was the initial spark Marco, for the 2018 Bucketheads fan film, the short. Did you know right away that you wanted to continue it with the ongoing series, or was it kind of like, okay, we're going to do this picture, but we don't have a plan after that moving forward? The short film was very much Andy and my first filmmaking endeavor, and we didn't really think past that at the point. We were just, hey, Let's let's make a really cool film together, um, and it just happened to be a Star Wars fan film based on what we both liked and what we had at our disposal. Like the, the main struggle with independent filmmaking is that you can't afford a great many things that that are expected of any film production. 
Um, and uh, for us, what was very important is that we make something that's not... Um, that we, we wanted to make something that's fresh and that's, that's really engaging and cool and stands out from the vast amount of independent films that don't really have a budget to play with. So um, at the time, I just became a member of the 501st Legion, which is uh, the, the costuming group that operates worldwide and has about 15,000 members. Uh, the local chapter in British Columbia here has about 150. Um, and I was just hanging out with them, uh, just uh, chit-chatting, and I realized suddenly I'm surrounded by 25 screen-accurate stormtroopers. Hmm. So Annie and I just uh, brainstormed. We had just also, that was around the time that Rogue One came out, which we loved. Um, so we were just on that path anyway, just like, hey, Star Wars is awesome. What would we do if we could make a Star Wars film? So naturally, that came up as an as an opportunity for us to build a story of, around um, uh, the costumes that we have a connection to. So it, it was very easy for us to just go from there and write a story about the Imperial uh, point of view, which um, we we wanted to do anyway because it's it's a pretty fresh perspective that hasn't really been explored much in Star Wars um, officially. So we just thought there was a ton of potential for an engaging story to 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 tell, and that's what we wrote. Even unofficially, I'm trying to think of any fan film that really did a good job with telling the Imperial perspective, flipping the demeanor to where you actually kind of feel like the rebels are the bad guys. And I'm not coming up with any off the top of my head or even when I was thinking about this before the interview. So, yeah, it is a fresh perspective. And I love what you guys have done. Thank you. Yeah, we we certainly looked into that. And there's I mean, I, I could name two. Um, one of them is obviously Troops, which is the grandfather of all fan films. But that was more of a comedy. It didn't really tell a serious story. It was really well done from the Imperial perspective. Uh, but that's not really what we were going for. And the other one that's out there that uh, is a little less known is called Int, which is also a series. Different style than, than us as, as well, though. But yet beyond that, there really isn't anything like it out there. So, episode one, it's currently out. People can find that along with the 2018 fan film, which I highly recommend they check out on your YouTube channel. The episode one is called Ground Zero. So let's dive into that real quick. The intro in and of itself, I loved. I thought it was spectacular. I messaged you and I'm not sure what you think, but I got a very Narcos Mexico Iron Man 3 credit scene vibe from it. Uh, (laughs) What was your inspiration? How far off am I on this one, to be quite honest? Um, Honestly, I can only give you a limited answer to that question because we did not design that sequence. Um, the, the intro sequence was designed by an Australian studio called It's Got Stealth. They also created the credits for our 2018 short film. Um, and they are absolutely amazing. Uh, it's two guys who, who run that studio. Um, and they, they offered to work with us back on the short film after they saw a poster on Reddit, like a total chance encounter. Um, they did such an awesome job that we knew we had to have them back for the series. Uh, and we basically just wrote them, we just gave them carte blanche to whatever they wanted. And um, they just pitched this concept to us, which is like uh, basically toy soldiers um, inspired by like 80s Star Wars play sets. Yeah. Um, and all we did was um, we gave them sort of a rough 
outline of what the story of the entire first season would be and what the key moments in that story are. So they took those and turned them into those vignettes. So if you if you watch the sequence, it, 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 it tells a little story in itself. It sort of gives you a glimpse of what's going to happen in, in the entire series, which is my favorite thing about that. It's, uh, it's a really neat sequence. Well, I'm going to go back and watch the opening sequence again when I rewatch the first episode. But I have to ask you if you can find out from them uh, if they had any like movie inspiration from like any other uh, intros, because I want to know if I'm close or if I'm way far off. Sure, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to reach out and ask the question. That would be great. So the episode takes place if people have not seen it yet. And if they haven't, go to YouTube. Transmute Pictures, I believe, is the official name of the channel. And they can check out all the things on the 2018 fan film in episode one, correct? That's correct, yes. Yeah. So the first episode takes place upon the destruction of the second Death Star. Nice effect, by the way. And all I'm going to say is that the cinematography is great. The space battle effects are really, uh, compliment to you, big screen quality. So nice job there. What vibe are you going for uh, in, the, in the episode? And what can you tell people about it without actually giving spoilers if they haven't seen it yet? In terms of vibe, we were going for something between the original trilogy and just more modern filmmaking. We definitely wanted to evoke a classic Star Wars feel just because it is set during uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, but of course, there are certain things that in, in, that you can't really get away with anymore that were fine in 1983, but you know, in 2021, you have to pull out different stops. So it was a fun process to develop the look of the show in, 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 in that regard and also make sure that our VFX team um, fits into that with what they're doing. Um, in terms of what I can tell without, about the story without giving away too much, um, it, it starts during the Battle of Endor, and everyone knows what happens there, so I don't think I'm actually spoiling anything if I say that our, our uh, stormtroopers experience the same events that happen in, in Return of the Jedi, including the destruction of the second Death Star, um, and it's just, it's the same battle just told from a different perspective. Um, and that was the whole hook for the series. And it's only going to continue on from there because, as we know, Palpatine passed away and the Empire fell into chaos. But our story continues. You do a great job, I think, and I'm pretty sure this is what you were going for. You really get a more human perspective of the stormtroopers, because before you kind of just see them as most of the time they're not taking their helmets off, with the exception of maybe in the newer episode movies. You just, you know, you, you just see them as, as rough and tumble. They have no humanity. That's not what the feeling you get when you're watching Bucketheads. They're all individuals. They all have their own personal lives. They, there's a lot at stake for each of them. I love what you bring to the table, like I said, humanity-wise with the characters. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the primary um, um, uh, subject of this series. Uh, we wanted to tell a story about these characters that have never really been taken seriously by the franchise, which they have a place in the franchise. Star Wars is very black and white. It has fully defined good and evil, and uh, the way they portray the evil forces, there's a lot of uh, slapstick and, and comedy to it, but if you really look at what um, would, would um, compel these, these 
people to fight for the side that is commonly known as the bad guys, uh, I think there's a lot of interesting story potential there because ultimately they're just conscripted soldiers, right? And a lot of them probably don't know the bigger picture um, or really understand uh, the the bigger implications of this conflict. I mean, anyway, any, anybody who fights for the country thinks they are on the right side. Now, real quick, before we run out of time, uh, we know we covered the nonprofit, which I absolutely love how that works in conjunction with the Buckethead series and what you guys are doing with your Star Wars fan film projects. But you are, as you said, a member of the 501st. Tell us more about that. And then also maybe some of the slight community involvement that you guys have with that organization. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the Five Hundred First Legion is is not involved in this filmmaking process. I just need to put that out there as so a just just disclaimer. They are a non for profit organization that was founded in 1997 uh, with the express purpose of um, bringing people the Star Wars experience in costume form. So essentially, it is just a number of people that created screen accurate costumes of the Star Wars bad guys. So any stormtrooper, officer, uh, Tuscan Raider, you know, any character you could think of from that universe that has a bad reputation is represented in the in the, in, in the Legion. And all you need to join is build your own costume. That's the only requirement. And it needs to be screen accurate as per their guidelines, obviously. Um, but they do a ton of great community, community work with, with charities around the world. The ones that we at PNBC work with are uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, for example, uh, Variety's Children's um, Charity, um, and a number of, of, of local small businesses. Uh, and it's, it's all in the, in the spirit of, of bringing joy and, and uh, raising money for good causes. So unfortunately, over the past year and a half, we didn't really get to do any events because of the ongoing pandemic, but hopefully that's going to come to an end very soon and we get to do it again because it's just so much fun. Uh, you get to interact with um, fans old and, 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 and young, and sometimes the adults are the bigger children in my experience. Um, it's just so cool when you, when you um, see a Star Wars character that just looks like he stepped right off his head, and not just one, but like 20 of them. Uh, it's a really cool experience to, to be on the receiving end of that, but even cooler to be the one who can bring that experience to other people. Well, for sure. And as cool as it is that you guys are doing these Star Wars fan film projects that are not for profit, I can't imagine the amount of joy that it brings you when you're doing some of these community things, bringing people together of all different walks of life and being able to see the smiles on their faces as you guys interact together and share what your passion is, which is Star Wars. Absolutely. So tough question time. I have to ask this before we're out of time. What is your favorite Star Wars film? And don't tell me you don't have one. <laughs> Everyone has one. No, that's an easy one for me. It's it's Empire Strikes Back. Oh, it's the first one I've seen. It's the one I've rewatched the most, and it's the best one. <laughs> I'm not going. All I'm going to say is I'm not going to disagree with you. It is almost almost if there is a such thing as a perfect film, Empire Strikes Back is it. Right. Exactly. Okay, so now if the listeners have already seen the 2018 film and episode one of Bucketheads of the new series, what can they expect in the upcoming episodes? And when is episode two coming out? So 
people can expect a total of five episodes. So what we have out there is not the entirety of episode one. It's just the prologue of episode one. I got, okay, now I, now I understand, not to interrupt you, but now I see why it kind of said prologue after that. So how long is episode yes. one overall? 30 minutes. Uh, got it. But it's not finished yet. And the reason we did this is because we just we couldn't wait any longer to put something out there. We wanted people to see what we're doing and give them a taste. Um, because the next part of episode one is not going to be ready before the end of the year. That's when it's going to come out. That's the deadline we've set for ourselves. Okay. It's just uh, even even with 150 volunteers putting in all the free time they have, it just takes a very, very long time oh, sure to does. achieve this, this level of quality. Um, and we have to find a balance between uh, achieving this level of quality without taking forever because no one wants to wait a year for another episode. So ultimately our plan is to release two episodes per year, which is still obviously, uh, that's, that's a lot of wait time, but um, at least we'll, we'll get the entire first season out within two to three years. You know what? Not really, because when you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, the official Star Wars movies, you, the, especially the originals and then the, the prequel trilogy, they came out every three years. And so it's kind of a nice waiting game. You expect these things to happen every so often. You have something to look forward to. You guys are kind of using the same formula. I think it's a great idea. And also... Being so spread out, you concentrate on the quality of the product, which is tremendously important. Yeah, and actually, thanks for bringing this up, because I feel like, as of late, I see a lot of people comparing us to to shows on Disney+, Plus, which come out every week. It's just like, oh, I I, want to wait one week for an episode, not a year. But comparing it to the movies is actually a much more apt comparison, because... That's that's our process, right? <laughs> well, I, and, I, and I'm glad you brought that up, because originally when I saw the prologue, which I thought was episode one, I thought it was going to be a weekly series. Now, as gung-ho and as excited as I was, I'm glad it's actually the opposite end of it, which is more like the traditional Star Wars formula, because you guys are concentrating, as we said, on the quality, and it gives people something to look forward to. And it's kind of more traditional Star Wars at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's what we're ultimately going for. Well, that is excellent. Well, unfortunately, uh, this won't be the last time we talk, I know, because I'm just all kinds of geeking out here with you, Marco. Marco Bossau, he's one of the great people that is producing the Bucketheads fan film TV series. Well, it's a web series on YouTube that you can check out. And also, they have the 2018 Fan Film Project. You can find it at Transmute Pictures, the YouTube channel there. If people want to find out more about Transmute Pictures, where can they go? TransmutePictures.com, I know, is a great website. But is there a contact number? Maybe they want to speak to you directly about getting involved. Uh, there's a contact form on our website, and also I can recommend checking out bucketheads-series.com for all possible info about uh, everything Bucketheads, including how to get in touch with us to help out. Well, thank you again so much for your time. It's just been a little bit of a treat for me to get a behind-the-scenes aspect of everything that makes up not just Bucketheads, but your experience as well as a film creator. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time enough. So we'll do this again. And thanks for coming on across the county, Marco. It's been a real treat. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to uh, chatting with you some more. 
Noah here and across the county. Go to transmutepictures.com. Go to YouTube and go to the Transmute Pictures channel. There you're going to be able to find out all things Bucketheads, the 2018 fan film, the new series that is coming out, the prologue's out there. you got to check that out, and we'll have Marco back on here in the near future. It's across the county. Stay tuned. There's more coming up.